Hi, it's Mimi. Welcome to our new weekly Mimi Moments, a new series focusing on short, impactful excerpts from some of the most powerful conversations that I've had on the show. I hope it elevates your day. And if you want to hear the whole episode, there's a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. People think that weight loss and disordered eating are the same thing. It's not the same thing. And by the way, I went to school and I'm trained. And so I can recognize if you have disordered eating. And also I'm trained so that I don't give you disordered eating. And so if you come to me and you want to lose 10 pounds, I'm happy to help you lose those 10 pounds. But like, guess what? If you want to lose 10 pounds, then cookies are probably not in line every day to eat every day if that, if your goal is weight loss, right? But like, and also I didn't call you, you called me. So I don't know why everyone is so like against it, right? Everyone is, you know, you can't do this. And if you want to eat the cookies and you can have like, you know, I eat a whole box of mac and cheese. You know, you you have all these dietitians standing up and saying that they do that, which I promise you they don't. Um, and it's, I, I think it's kind of reckless. I think you're making people feel that, you know, if they are wanting to lose weight, there's something wrong with them. If they have to be structured in the way that they conduct themselves with regards to eating, there's something wrong with them. It's it's not, you know, an all or nothing kind of game. Um, so sometimes it can get kind of frustrating for me, as you can tell. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and I totally resonate with that. But you talk about the be- behavior change around food. And I think we're aligned with this as well. Like It's not just about food. It's about your relationship with food. What kind of advice would you give to, let's say, a listener that might struggle with emotional eating or the relationship and behaviors they have around food? Yeah. So I always tell people you have 35 chances a week to eat well, whatever that means for you, you know, is up for debate, but you have 35 chances a week to reach your goal. So that's three main meals and two snacks. If you want, if you don't want to have two snacks, you don't have to, you can like make it work for you, but that's roughly the thing, right? So let's say your goal is really like, I want to be plant-based. Okay. Well, let's say I go to the Bahamas to see Mimi and (laughs) Mimi's trying to be plant-based, but she wants to take (laughs) me to some place that's like, you know, a really great, Steakhouse. I've never been to the Bahamas, so I'm not sure if they have good steak, but let's pretend. And so, but like, let's say for breakfast, you had, you know, an oatmeal. And then for a snack, you had um, fruit and nuts. And then for lunch, you had lentils and spinach. And then for another snack, you had um, hummus and carrots. Okay. So now it's dinner time and you decide to have a steak with me. Well, does that mean that you didn't do what you were supposed to do? Like, no, you did four out of five. That's that's a 90. You pat like, right? Like you got an A, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. an A minus, right? Mm-hmm. You did a good job. So I think if you think about it that way, right? Every meal is a new chance to reach your goal, to do better. And if you wanted, if you ate cookies and you drank wine with your friends, at, you know, at last night's dinner, that doesn't mean you have to torture yourself tomorrow morning when you wake up because you were with your friends and you were enjoying yourself and you were, you were connecting. So you, if you're going to be depressed and miserable and unhappy and complaining, then you shouldn't be going out with your friends then and drinking and having dessert because you can't handle it. <laughs> like You have to make a choice. We have to make compromise. You can't eat all the things, drink all the things, and then be upset that you didn't get to where you wanted to be. Absolutely. And I've experienced it myself. I had to go through the years and years of yo-yo dieting, being so unhappy in my body and, you know, the emotional eating thing and, and overeating and, and all that stuff and, and come back to come down to the point where I am now after doing so much of the inner work, the mental work, the meditating on it, the journaling on it, becoming the kind of version of me that doesn't have those 
those bad habits um, and isn't that kind of person. And, and I think it's so available to everyone to kind of change their relationship with food by doing the inner work as well. Like, gosh, it has changed everything for me personally. You know, you can have the body that you want, feel healthy and also not be obsessed with food so much, you know? That's right. And what you said is so important, right? You have to do the inner work. It's it's very easy to just numb yourself with food or alcohol. One time I heard this guy say, you're either addicted to shopping, addicted to alcohol, addicted to food. Figure out the one that you're addicted to, why you're addicted to it, and then get over that, right? Work to get over that. And I know it's not as easy as what he's saying, but he there is some truth to it, right? You're just trying to numb what's inside. You don't want to look at yourself. You don't want to see the mirror. So you eat. And then, and you don't think about it. And then later, right? It's this like weird fucked up pattern that we have, right? So we eat the things that are going to make us feel good in that for that small amount of time. And then we're going to hate ourselves in the morning. And so like, why does anybody want to live like that? Mm-hmm. Why? You don't need to live like that. <laughs> it's not a thing. You just have to really decide what you want, what is the goal, and then work towards it. And then there are people like me, right? Dietitians that can help you. There are people who can help you with meditation. There are therapists that can, or coaches that can help you with all the inner work. Like there are resources out there that are accessible. You just have to be willing to take that first step. But like some general principles, I always tell people like, don't restrict, right? Like meaning don't omit any kind of macronutrient, right? Protein, fat, or carbohydrate. Like you can have them. It's just like, what kinds are you having? And in what amounts? Like that's important. Also making sure that you have ample fiber. So like making sure that fiber it appears in every single meal. So for example, if you were having oatmeal for breakfast, you, you know, oatmeal has some fiber, but you could add chia seeds and also like raspberries, for example. That Those would be like, that's a great way to get fiber. Then at like lunch and dinner, always making sure that you have some kind of like non-starchy green vegetable, right? Like spinach, broccoli, kale, asparagus, something like that, right? So then you know there's fiber there. Also making sure you have like one piece of fruit like in the day. Also making sure that once a day you snack on vegetables. Those are just like good, really good ways to make sure that you have enough fiber. What does fiber do? Fiber helps keep you full, right? And the, the more full you feel, the less you have, the less propensity you have towards overeating. Absolutely. I've been through many different ways of eating. I was so religiously low carb. I even went through like a keto phase a couple years ago. And then I was, you know, eating more balanced and I would, you know, um, but for a long time it was low carb. And then I kind of went more plant focused, um, you know, six months ago and experimented a bit with that. And then now I'm kind of at this point where I just eat healthy food and, (laughs) you know, really high quality food. But um, there are a lot of, you know, specialists that, you know, people follow on Instagram and, and they're like, you know, you got to eat low carb. And then there are so many people that say, no, like if it's good carbs, they're, they're okay to have and, and all this stuff. Like, what do you think from like a dietitian's perspective? Like, what do you think about carbs and what do you think about those two extremes? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, every cell in your body craves carbohydrate. That is the main energy source. And even if you're low carb, it takes a little while for your body to get the message to um, use like fat at, or, you know, pr- as an energy source. So we will make carbs in the absence of carbs with, through our liver. It's called gluconeogenesis. So until you get into ketosis, right? Like for if you were doing the ketogenic diet, for example, you, you need to drop your carbs like pretty low, which is really kind of hard to sustain, especially if you're like a normal person who's like active and like 
I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty active. Like I have a new puppy that I walk, you know, five to six miles a day. I do a lot of spinning, like hard spin classes, like, you know, with my business partner who's like a hundred months pregnant and like we kill it in its soul cycle every, <laughs> every day. She'll be like, I don't feel, I don't feel good unless I get on that bike. I'm like, okay, girl. Like, and people come up to her at class and they're like, you're amazing. So it'd be really hard to sustain that kind of activity without carbs. But so there's that, but there's also like this thing. And I think it's just like really typical of like the American diet, right? Because in America, like everything is bigger. Whereas opposed to like every summer of my life, I, I went to Switzerland my my aunt lives there and we would go to her chalet in France and there was all these small portions and the refrigerators are tiny and, you know, we would get groceries every day. Everything is different. But here, Mm -hmm. you know, you're eating like two cups of rice. I mean, you don't know how many times I've told clients like, okay, so the serving size of rice would be, you know, a third of a cup. And they look at me like I'm insane. And I'm like, right, but your plate has to look a certain way, right? Like, so you would have one and a half cups of vegetables. Then you would have, you know, depending on your weight and your size and your goals, but like, let's say like average, like six ounces of chicken. And then you would have the third cup of the rice. And when you eat all of those things together, you can easily see that you will be full off of that third cup of rice because they can't even under, they don't even understand or can like visualize what is a proper serving size, right? And so the thing is, it's true. If you have too many carbs, you're going to have too much insulin. And if insulin is always high in the body, the weight is always going to be up. That's just like science. But having somewhere between, right, depending women, men, whatever, 20 to 45 grams of carb at each meal, depending on you, like for you, Mimi, right? I see like your pictures, like you probably just have like 25, 20, 25 grams of carb at a meal. That would be enough to, that would still be considered like low carb, but it would be enough to satiate you and not have you overeating later. That's like the name of the game here, right? You want to have balance where you have enough carb to keep you feeling satiated, full, energized, but not too much that releases too much insulin, but enough that it'll sustain all your exercises. So it's like, it's like that. So it's not hard and fast, but like, I don't believe that omitting carbs is the answer. And I don't believe that being super, super low carb is the answer either. Yeah. It's just not. You're going to get into this really dangerous place where eventually you can't keep it up. Mm-hmm. You can't. And mm-hmm. then you're going to, you're going to go the entire different way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, completely can see that. And, and, I used to roll my eyes at the people that would be like, just balance. <laughs> I used to like, no, like I'm such an intense person sometimes. And um, just chilling out with the food and, and the obsession and, and just eating in a, in a balanced way. It's changed everything. Yeah. And I think that the thing is, is that people just aren't there yet because there's so much noise around food and there's so much. Like you should be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. But really, like you say, it just needs to go back to being balanced and just eating food, good quality food. If you're eating good quality food, you're going to feel full and you're not going to have all of this back and forth. But like, I mean, or even I would say this, like in the 80s, everybody was, most people were thin. We, and everybody ate carbs. <laughs> like, we didn't like, right? The obesity epidemic has only risen as the years have gone up, right? As we've gone on in, in years. So I just think that people are confused and there's always, everything needs to be like fast and easy, 
right? Like, so growing up, my mother made every single meal. I ate every meal at home and I was always very, very thin. And then when I got to college where I was eating everything very processed, then I gained weight. And then, you know, after college, I lost weight partly because I moved back home and my parents, my mother was making all my meals. But my mother's meals included carbs that I didn't even know what a carb was. Like, right. I didn't know anything about nutrition until later. So, and my parents didn't make a big deal about food or like what was in the house. Like there was soda in the house and then there was you know, and there are vegetables and fruits and we ate all of those things. So I think that that is an important lesson, right? The more that we just eat the food, enjoy the food, have the high quality food and not concern ourselves too much and not restricting any of the foods, then the better our relationship can be with the food. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed this Mimi moment. And while I have your attention, we'd love your feedback on the new Mimi podcast reboot. It would mean so much to me if you could leave a review and you could even send me a message on Instagram to tell me what you think about the new show upgrade. I'd love to hear from you.